Hello and welcome to a Thursday, December 8th edition of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I'm your host, Harris Kermani, and I've got my man, Kenny Taylor, joining us on as we take on a three-game slate, which at this point I may as well just call the, the questionable slate. I think each team has about uh, five to six guys that are just out there up in the open. There's guys that aren't even listed questionable, and I'm sure I'm going to get to talk to my fellow Clippers fan over here to let me know just exactly who's going to be playing on this given night for a number of these teams. But let's start it off. Kenny, how's it going, man? How's your night been? How was your uh, last day of props? Um, Tonight, been a little questionable. Um, Clippers lost to Orlando to get their sixth win of the season, you know, Overtime game where Kawhi and Paul George played over 30 minutes. <laughs> and to top it off, when it comes to props, I was heavy on um, Wagner's over 17.5. Franz Wagner in that mo. Ah. And um, he fell just shy of that, taking 19 shots and only giving me 15 points tonight. <laughs> not, not a fun night, that's for sure. But, uh, I mean... Look, I'll, I'll say this. I had a I had an opportunity for someone who was giving me like 600 bucks for my Lakers tickets a couple of nights ago. And I'm like, nah, I really want to go to this game. You know, Anthony Davis is in uh, in good form. You know, LeBron, <laughs> it should be a fun night coming through. And, and of course, you know, literally no one shows up and we uh, have a boring blowout where it's just like, what am I even doing here? I tried to get out of it a little bit early set at like the four minute mark where it's like a 20 point game. Like that's it. I'm out. Like this is this is ridiculous. <laughs> it's kind of a waste of my time. But I'll take any and all dubs that we get. But speaking of dubs, there are a number of things to be able to talk about on this coming slate over here. And let's just just jump right into it, man. We have three games coming into this night. Your first night game starts with the L.A. Clippers taking on the Miami Heat. The Clippers on a back-to-back traveling into Miami. And if we are talking... The king of questionables. I'm counting here at the moment. And this is not even officially putting Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on the questionable thing, which I'm, I'm sure, you know, if, if Kawhi plays a back-to-back, I, I think I'm going to eat my hat. But Paul George, is, is he showing up? Otherwise, John Wall, Marcus Morris, Norman Powell, Luke Kennard, all listed as questionable at the moment. And then, of course, we have uh, on the Miami side, even more so, I swear, I think I see nothing but a sea of red Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Max Struess, Oladipo, Highsmith, Jovic, Robinson, Deadman, and then of course Gabe Vincent's officially out, so at least that's something. But let's just get right into this. This this game is an absolute just <laughs> who knows how this is going to turn out. But let's start with you, Kenny, my guy on the Clippers. Tell me who's showing up over here. Who are you looking at? Is there anything of real interest to you on this matchup? Um, right now, when it comes to this matchup. The only player that I'm going to be locking is um, Amir Coffey at 3,200, since he's the only person I know who's probably going to get 30 minutes this game um, in a blowout or a close game. Outside of that, it's just nothing but question marks. But for my one hypothetical, I do think Kwai is going to be out. I also hmm. think Paul George is going to be out. I also think Jimmy Butler is also going to be out. And I also believe that this is going to be lower than a 215 game total. Ooh, okay. So I'm pretty much looking at staying away from this game outside of a few value plays. So coffee, if um, Jovic plays, that's probably going to be a nice little value. Um, but outside of that, hopefully the Clippers could get a win. But when it comes <laughs> to DFS, I don't really see myself um, having too much interest in this game. How about yourself? I mean, that's fair. 
I mean, I was going to ask you about those those three thousand like trifecta coffee you already pointed out, but Batum and Covington, if both those guys you're calling out should be you know out, which I'm also totally aligned with you. I think both uh, Paul George and definitely Kawhi Leonard are going to be out on there. You got Batum at thirty eight hundred. He got to play thirty seven minutes tonight in that overtime game that's going there as well. Likely going to be starting again in that one. Obviously not the uh, king of usage or anything like that, but at 3,800, just being on the floor for what probably should be about 30 minutes yet again as well, it's a pretty good spot for him to be able to get somewhere between 20 to 25 DK points, in my opinion, which is a pretty good spot for his uh, 3,800 price tag. And I very much in the same line with uh, with Covington as well, who's coming off four straight uh, games down, which he's actually played, and which he's had uh, 23 or higher DK points, which again... For your value picks, because there's going to be some studs that we're going to be talking about later on in the slate itself. But for your value picks, I think uh, both of those are someone that are jumping out to me. And then again, on the on the Miami side, it, it all just comes down to who actually looks like I'm going to have a close eye on this match because if everyone is actually sitting out, I like Caleb Martin and I've liked him pretty consistently for uh, the times that he actually has gotten like full on you know, starting minutes because anytime Jimmy's out and then you also get him uh, being a little bit more of a, of a ball handler, you'll see that he gets into like 12 to 15 shots a game. He's gotten into the 40 uh, as far as DK points are concerned. And for 5,000, you could, you could do much worse in my opinion. Moving on into then the uh, Houston and San Antonio game, which, by the way, we do actually have a total for. We, we didn't for the Clippers and Miami because everyone is questionable. But this is a 233.5 total being given for this game. The Houston Rockets being favored to win this by 2.5 points coming up against the Spurs team that is going to be missing Devin Vassell. At, as far as we know, he's listed as doubtful to be able to go ahead and play in this game. We know Yaka Pertl is still sitting out. Uh, Keita Bates-Diop is out. Jeremy Sohan's out. Josh Richardson, who is actually probable and is going to be someone I talk about in this matchup itself, is uh, sitting there and likely to be able to not only come into the game, but see extended minutes as well. So let's see how that works out. As far as Houston's concerned, the real one area that is of interest is Kevin Porter Jr., who is at the moment also listed questionable with right knee soreness coming off of that double overtime, I guess you can say shock victory over the 76ers. Anyone of interest uh, for you in this uh, in this matchup over here? Looks like it's going to be, as far as we know, the highest game total of the night. Yeah, um, I actually have a few players of interest um, on the Houston side. Of course, it's going to start with Jalen Green at 6,900, a highest usage player. Um, you can't really go too wrong with that. Um, looking for about 30 actual points from him in this matchup if he get his regular play. And for my second part on the Houston side, I actually like KJ Martin for 4,100. Um, a lot of people might be on um, Eason since he's been doing pretty good lately. But if KJ get a shot going against a defense like San Antonio, that could be a nice little still at a low percent ownership in this matchup. Then on the San Antonio side, Keldon Johnson for 7,600. He should be kind of chalky tomorrow night. Um, double-double potential in this matchup. And honestly, he could probably get you about five assists in this matchup as well. Then for my cheapie on San Antonio, I actually like the product from Ohio State, Malachi, for 3,200. Um, I'm not expecting the most competitive NBA matchup. And if you get the Ricky a little bit more time than just the 20 minutes you've been getting, that could give you about 25 drafting points if he gets about 25, 28 minutes this game. Yeah, no, I like it. Uh, Jalen Green definitely is 
probably the top of my list as far as this game's concerned as well. Apart from the fact that he definitely is one of those streaky guys that needs to get on some sort of a of a hot shooting streak and you find that he usually carries it on for at least a game or two coming off a great game against uh, Philadelphia where he got 41 DK points in that one, 27 actual points. And I'm totally there with you with the totals that we're seeing these pace of this game likely to be quite high up. Everyone just running up and down the floor. I could definitely see him getting somewhere between, you know, 18 to 20 field goal attempts to kind of get the rest of it going. Uh, the other side, which is kind of a little bit of interest to me is I know you talked about Tari Eason, but Jabari Smith, this is the lowest price tag that he has actually gotten in this year so far like 5,000 to me was like I took him last game as well I'm starting to like taking him especially in my cash games just because I think he's going to start to get to that 30 minutes pretty consistently and the rest of his uh, rest of his stat line will kind of come with that put up 34 DK points in the last game as well has gotten down to 5,000 in this one and again we're looking at a San Antonio front court that's just kind of you know, up and out there, they're, it's makeshift. They'll have Zach Collins starting out there, but really until Yaka Pertl comes back, they're going to be running a combination of Bassey and um, and Zach Collins. And you know what? I like the ability for someone like a, a Jabari Smith who has the ability to stretch the floor, get the guys to come out to the perimeter, is shooting anywhere between five to six threes a game as well in terms of attempts on there. It's just a, a pretty good matchup for me for him to be able to get to 6x as far as I'm concerned. So I'm looking for a mid kind of uh, mid 30s game from him as far as DK points are concerned. Uh, on the San Antonio side, I've, I'm actually going to go against. I know you said Kelvin Johnson's probably pretty chalky, and I actually think he will be in high ownership. But I've just found like one of the things I talked about, and those who happened to tune into our uh, podcast yesterday where we had uh, Keith, uh, myself, and uh, and Dave. Uh, really just talk through some of the general DFS strategies. One of the things that we talked about is the ability of someone to be consistent in what they actually do. And Keldon Johnson to me is a complete antithesis, the other side of that. He's a guy who can definitely have that ceiling to go off for 50 as he has done earlier on the season, but he's just as likely to find himself getting busty as well. So he's a lot more of a GPP play in my opinion than uh, than someone I'd rather use in cash and I actually find myself going more towards that Josh Richardson side take that 4100 and look to uh, get a few more of the of the studs on the upcoming game here but uh, let's see how that uh, ends up working out finally uh, the last game of the night we have the Denver Nuggets taking on the Portland Trailblazers a 226 total the Denver Nuggets favor to win by one, which is very much just a toss-up. It should be a very exciting game. Uh, there's a couple of narratives that always go into every Denver and Portland matchup because of you know the Nurkic side of things. He's always out for revenge in that one. But as far as Denver and Portland are concerned, uh, on the Denver side, we have Michael Porter Jr. listed as questionable. Uh, in fact, officially listed as out. Yeah, he's officially listed as out now for this game on here. So we'll have to see what ends up uh, what ends up happening with the rest of the rotation. Uh, KCP is actually listed as probable. While on the Portland side, we know that uh, Josh Hart is listed as probable, and the rest of the regular starting lineup should be out there. So, talk to me, Kenny. Who's uh, who's of interest to you over here? Where are you looking to put your hard-earned salary money in this game? Well, I feel like the first two games allow me to save enough salary to roster the stud of the slate, which is um, <laughs> Nokic. And I feel like at 11-3, you probably get him at a discount, especially if you actually have a one-point spread in this game. You're going to have it close. Should get about 30, 36 minutes this game. Usage rate is always going to be high. 
And the real question is, who's actually going to capitalize off of his assists in this game? And that's actually going to lead me to my second favorite play on this side, which is Bruce Brown. I feel like in this matchup, Bruce Brown should be able to get about mm, seven three-point attempts. Yeah, about seven three-point attempts. And as long as he's giving you about 40 50% 50% shooting on there, that's going to get you about mm, 20 DK points if you just go with his usage when it comes to rebound rate and assist rate as well. Hmm. So for six sets, I mean, for six two and 11 three, I feel like that combo could get you about 75 to 85 drafting points as a floor. When it comes to oh, go ahead. I was gonna say this for Bruce Brown that we're talking about. This is... huh? Oh, You're... with um, Nokic. Oh, and Nokic, Nokic okay. and Brown together. Gotcha. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm not saying Brown <laughs> is gonna get you. No. 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 With, with with them combined together, their floor should be about seventy in that hmm. range. Okay. Yeah. Um. Then on Portland, I. Honestly, don't like that side when um, Dame is playing because I really can't get a good feel for the usage. So I'm going to be very low on the Portland side of their studs, and I might roster uh, Justice Winslow um, for ooh, how much is he, Brown? 4-9, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, since he will get you about 30 minutes, he's going to be in a rotation and... Uh, he should have a good little floor this game as well. What about yourself? Yeah, I mean, I think health is probably the one thing that we're seeing as a positive in this game over here outside of uh, Michael Porter Jr. So that gives, at least from the from the Denver side of for the perspective, uh, a much better kind of read and understanding of what you hope uh, Jokic is going to be able to do. Because really, uh, it's a lot of it has to do with kind of how hungry he is to get his own shots in a game because i feel like the games that he's been able to actually go off to the you know 60 70 level that we're seeing is when he gets his field goal attempts 15 and above and it's kind of been like off and on up until now and i (laughs) in the last game he only put up 13 field goal attempts in the dallas one which is a a close game i went all the way i was hoping i would get a little bit more out of him in that one you know something closer to what we saw in the pelicans game but hopefully he can turn it around on this one because again as much as I don't like to feed too much into narratives and all of that, Jokic is always turning up for Portland games. I was looking at splits, and before this, both Nurkic and Jokic are pretty significantly above their uh, career averages when they're going up in this matchup here. So I definitely am all on on Jokic itself. Uh, Nurkic I'm probably avoiding just because I think at 7,000 there's other options, and I've found myself, even regardless of how healthy Portland is, Jeremy Grant, until he like lets me down, I, I'd be more... Uh, likely to find myself taking him. I mean, in the last, we're looking at now six straight games where he's been well above his uh, his salary, and I've taken him in I think four out of the four to five out of those six matchups pretty heavily as far as my uh, my lineups themselves are concerned. So uh, even in that game where Dame came back last one, he still got up 21 field goal attempts. Was didn't shoot very well, but still ended up at about 39 DK points on that night as well. So I'm still high enough on Jeremy Grant that with the money that I am saving from all those value picks that we've been talking about in the first two games, that from the Portland side, he's probably going to be the one I have exposure to alongside uh, Jokic on the other end. 
But that brings us to the end of, like I said, a short slate, a bunch of big question marks as far as players are concerned. But definitely something to keep an eye on as we get closer to lock. There's just so many pillars that you can kind of work with and build your lineup around and then leave yourself that room to be able to go ahead and pivot. But speaking of pivoting, going right into the Thrive Fantasy side of things, uh, there's a couple of plays that were pretty juicy for me, but I'll let uh, I'll be a gentleman here. I'll let you start. Kenny, what are you thinking from the Thrive Fantasy perspective? Where is it that you're seeing your props being successful? Um, I got two props that I actually like on Thrive t- tomorrow night. Um, the first one I actually talked about them earlier is um, Jalen Green, over 25.5 total points and assists. Like I said earlier, a uh, matchup against San Antonio with any high-usage player, should be a pretty much smash mop for over most nights. And the second prop I have, I'm not 100% sure if he's playing, um, is actually one of your old um, Raptors favorites. <laughs> Laurie, over 5.5 assists, if he plays. Um, in a matchup, back-to-back, you're not getting a full health Clippers team. Sh- assists should be able to rack up pretty easily for him. Especially with his assist rate being almost 30% for the season. Yeah, absolutely. And if it feels like one of those where the, the healthier Miami is, the more dimes they're able to get. But in general, Kyle Lowry is one of the few who isn't questionable at the moment coming into the matchup. So I, I like that pick over there. Uh, I was right there with you on the Jalen Green side. And I was going to say it's kind of ironic that we was talking what we were about Keldon Johnson earlier because at 26.5 points and rebounds, I do think that's a really good spot for him to be just as a combination of the, the pace of the game itself. And I said there's it's going to be offense coming out of somewhere, and he could very well be somewhere in the 20s as far as just pure points are concerned. So just a couple of rebounds to go with that. I like that a lot, alongside uh, the Nikola Jokic one, which 45.5 points, rebounds, and assists. I expect him to be a lot more aggressive in this matchup in comparison to what we saw in that Dallas mm-hmm. one where he was looking a lot more to be a facilitator. You find him taking more uh, more shots and just being more aggressive on offense in general, as we've seen in the past with this matchup, and just in a spot where I think he can dominate, given uh, what uh, Portland's throwing on the front court the other side. So, yeah, excited to be able to look at both of those. And Jokic is over is 105 points, so a juicy spot to be able to go ahead and jump in. But that brings us to the end of, I said, a very short slate on there. Uh, three games always makes it a low margin of error to be able to go ahead and pick out the right kind of lineup. But, you know, as always, keep an eye out for the injury reports. If you are not already subscribed on the Sports Ethos DFS Pass, where we not only have the live injury report that keeps you absolutely up to date with every roster, every player, but you also get access to our Discord where you get to ask the pros and really get to pick their brains. You know, guys who have a lot of experience in the DFS side of things to really try to understand what their mindset is, what really gets them going. So definitely, definitely get yourself onto sportsethos.com. Get yourself subscribed to the DFS Pass. Uh, otherwise, you can find me on Twitter at HAK underscore devil where you get uh, some of those prop picks and you know where I'm feeling the uh, DFS is going on any given night. I'll give a couple of my thoughts on that. Kenny, where can the good people find you? Um, on Twitter, you can find me at OrangeDFS. And I'm always talking about all levels of basketball from NBL, NBA, NCAA, even Euroleague. All right. Well, real worldly perspective to come with that. But with that brings us to the end of the night. Let's go out there and take down some tournaments. And we will see you on the next one. <laughs>